Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dumb. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is August 19th. It's The List and your boy, number 180. Jimmy, as you know, I, I have long spoken about what it would be like to get to episode 180 long spoken about it yes i've two always years. wondered i've always wondered what it would be like yeah we got to episode 180 and you are in your office Jim. i am in the office yeah the uh we we have reopened the office on a voluntary basis uh americans are going to be jealous the city of toronto has like 10 or so daily new covid19 cases and uh, I think nationwide, we're only at, like, what, 100 and some, Camilla? Like, it's been really good in, in Canada. And so we have reopened on a voluntary basis. I'm back in my office. It's awesome. I uh, like it. Yeah. It, it must be nice, is all I can say. <laughs> it's it great. Must be nice. I've gone to a, to a couple of restaurants, which I hadn't done in five months. I got served a pint, which was awesome. And for the, for the uh, to commemorate, I even got my Tim Hortons coffee. Remember, I used to always do this. Yes. Back in the day, I got this to commemorate the occasion today. So I'm glad to be back, man. We we had more than ten cases uh, one day last week in the county next to me. So really, and Toronto oh, yeah. is like you know because because I I don't know Toronto's a little bit bigger. Yeah, I was going to say, but I don't know if they're counting with with when they do the reporting. I don't know if they're counting just the city, which is about three million, or if they're counting the Greater Toronto Area, which is about five million. Sure. But either way. 10 new cases a day, Sean, with that population size, things are pretty good, man. You know? Well, things would be good if you wonderful people would donate Super Chats. Uh, any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Encourage Jimmy to participate in the FTF movement. I know that is integral. It is important to him. That happens. I've been hacking WrestleTalk's feeds all week, Jimmy. Really? Yeah, so I didn't know. I didn't notice. That's good for you. I, uh, yeah. I, 
I, I, all I do is think about the FTF movement, Sean. It keeps me up at night. Well, I appreciate that. It shows your, your dedication to me and dedication. what I'm doing yep. to making you money. Brian Morey says, hashtag FTF. Also, Jimmy's chair looks so comfy. It is very comfortable. Thank you very much. We have, we have two parts to this studio. So on the other side, we have like a Joe Rogan desk with four chairs. And I could do it over there if I chose, but I like my recliner. So I can, and Sean, I can do this if I want. If I really want, I could put my feet up, but I'm not going to do that. But okay. yeah, it's good. It's good. And Tim Traver says, I have to be respectful, but hashtag FTF, faithful to fightful. There we go. It can be whatever you want. The FTF movement is about the people. All you people. All you people. And Jimmy, uh, we've got some wrestling to talk about as well. Well, the first thing I want to do is I want to send my condolences to the family of Xavier, former Ring of Honor champion Xavier. Uh, real name, John Bedoya. He passed away at the age of 43. I haven't heard a cause. Have you heard a cause yet, Sean? Your audio just went out. I muted it uh, while I poured my little drinky poo over here. Uh, I have not heard a cause. Oh, but I, I shouldn't was... laugh during this segment either. You shouldn't say funny shit during a segment well, like this. I, uh, I was very excited to watch him at the WrestleMania week shows. I was going to see him wrestle in person because Xavier was a little bit before my time. I didn't find Ring of Honor until 04, 05, and he has not. He wrestled here and there, like after 2010 ish, mm -hmm. but really he didn't. He didn't do a lot of stuff that I saw. So uh, he was gone from ROH by the time that that I found them, and I was very excited to check it check it out. And this is uh, this is a tragedy. It is, and 43 is way too young. So yeah, uh, my and I understand that he's got a son, I believe. So my my uh, my condolences to his family. Well, we're doing this on August 19. There's some breaking news today. And uh, I'm not going to lie, Sean. To me, this is just not a surprise at all. No. But, but, but this is the breaking news. Uh, Outkick.com was the first to report, and PW Insider has supposedly confirmed that Renee Young has given her notice to WWE. It, it is confirmed. I was able to confirm it, too. Okay, so she's given her notice to WWE. No word yet on her last day, Sean, I assume, right? The word is that she's finishing up this weekend. Okay, okay. Um... You know what? So the, the, the first thing I want to say is, and, and I guess now I can call her Renee Paquette because I always knew her as Renee Paquette because she's from Toronto, Canada. And uh, even when she was in WWE as Renee Young, once or twice on this podcast, I accidentally called her Renee Paquette because that's just how I know her. Yeah. Uh, but I guess we can call her that again unless she's going to go about, by Renee. What about Renee Good? I was just going to say, Moxley. maybe she'll go by Renee Good. But let me, let me, a couple things I want to say. First of all, when it comes to broadcast talent, to me, the loss of Renee Young is the biggest loss WWE has experienced since Mean Gene Okerlund and Bobby Heenan went to WCW in the 90s. Mm -hmm. To me, she's the biggest loss. And I know some people are going to say, what about Jim Ross? By the time Jim Ross left WWE, he was past his prime, with all due respect yep. to him. Renee Young is still in her prime years as a, as a broadcaster. Very uh, well may not even have reached her prime. Right, may not have even reached her prime, yeah. And, and uh, she is a massive loss for the company. Now, I, I do want to say, some people are going to say, oh, it's too bad she didn't get an opportunity. She was the first female Raw commentator. Mm -hmm. She got to go to Saudi Arabia to do commentary, which took a lot of effort for them to get that done. They, they gave her a show on uh, FS1 backstage. So she did get opportunities. The problem is they were never consistent opportunities. And I really believe, if, if we're going to be honest, I think WWE expected this. 
because the last several months they hadn't really used her aside from some backstage interviewing and, and things like that. Uh, otherwise, they use Charlie Caruso, who's also great. Nothing, nothing yeah, against really her. Caleb Braxton's good. Nothing against her. Um, and, and Charlie's already on ESPN. Yes, yes, and 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 she's good too. But Renee, Renee's in her element when she's either uh, moderating uh, a cast or if she's like a host of a show. That's when she's really in her element. And I, I've heard people say that her goal is to be a daytime talk show host. I could see her doing something like that. I definitely think like the ESPNs of the world are going to be trying to recruit her. For all we know, she already knows what she's going to do next. And everybody's going to say maybe she's going to AEW. Who knows? Hopefully but. she she's emailing Sean Ross Sapp for an interview. That's what I hope she's doing next. There you go. There, I got a connection to her if you really, really want. Yeah, I do. I would love that. She's like on one of my top interview lists. I would love to talk to her. Well, uh, Triple H said uh, he's not he wasn't going to comment on that status and let Renee Young deal with that. But he spoke very highly of her. And that's been a constant theme of Renee Young over the last ever since I've been in, got into wrestling coverage is that people like her. She's very good. She's very, very nice. She's very professional. And, yeah, we look at the opportunities and stuff. She got her own network show. But it got canceled. Yeah. She got talking smack, and she was a gigantic part of that success, and it got canceled. She was given a, a commentary spot and made history, but she was the third commentator. And if you've ever been in a commentary booth, you know there's not a lot to say there besides, oh, and yeah, and come on. And that's exactly <laughs> what she was able to say. But she did commentary for Superstars. She did commentary for NXT. She was... Uh, Again, the best interviewer they have had since Mean Gene Okerlund. And ain't nothing wrong with Silver in that regard, because Mean Gene Okerlund's the, the best ever. Agreed. Uh, I, I've said this before. I think that Renee Young is a future Hall of Famer in the company. I think that uh, she'll be recognized accordingly when all is said and done. Wouldn't shock me if she ended up coming back there. Yep. We've seen that happen with people like Lillian Garcia, although I feel like Lillian didn't exactly have as many outside opportunities as a Renee Young is going to have. And she has been nothing but pleasant in every dealing that I have ever had with her. Uh, she is a consummate pro. She is, I, I hear nothing but great things about how she is to deal with. And I, I just know she's going to do a lot of awesome stuff outside of WWE. For sure she is. She, she is just a, a, an elite level talent in, in what she did. You know, one thing I would love to ask Renee is how are you in terms of your wrestling fandom now compared to a decade ago? Because, yeah. again, if, if, if you're not Canadian and if you never used to watch her on The Score, because I'm very familiar with her from The Score, along with Maura Ronaldo, along with Arda O'Cal. I forget what they called Arda O'Cal in uh, WWE, but... Kyle Edwards. Kyle Edwards, right, right. Sounds but like I, a NASCAR driver. Yeah, he does. That's probably where they got the idea. But I used to watch her on The Score all the time, and she was a massive WWE fan while doing hosting on the score. She would always talk about wrestling, and I think she was the first host of the After, after Raw show that they uh, produced. I would love to know, how do you feel about wrestling now? And how do you feel about WWE now? And she's never going to disparage the company because that's not who she is, but I would bet money that her opinion has changed compared to where it was a decade ago. That's the, that's the unfortunate reality of the situation. So uh, best of luck in whatever she's going to do. Again, I think WWE had been preparing for this. Maybe they already knew. And, uh, yeah, what else can you say, man? Best of luck. She's going to yeah, get lots of opportunities. We know that she's working on her own cookbook, so who knows if a cooking show might be in the works. Like, 
There's there's so many different things. Uh, also, she was on Total Divas, so she has done a little bit of everything. She's done a little bit of everything except for wrestling, and I'm surprised they never managed to put her in the ring because that's what WWE does. Maybe she didn't want to. Uh, quite possible. Yeah. Quite possibly. Um, but, again, I think the world of her, and she's going to do some awesome stuff for sure. Yep, she is for sure. So she's going to be missed, and, and uh, yeah, what else can you say? She was just a phenomenal talent. Uh, I want to talk about Sonya Deville because – this is a slap in the face when it comes to reality when you are a female celebrity. Oh, yeah. um, and can you imagine, you know, you, you hear stories about, say, the Taylor Swifts of the world that live in compounds and have security teams. And I'm not going to disparage the, the level of celebrity of a Sonya Deville. But can you imagine what someone like a Taylor Swift probably has to deal with? So I'm sure everybody's heard the story by now. It was on early Sunday morning, August 16, an intruder entered her home. Uh, he was armed with a knife. He was armed with pepper spray. He had a, a stalker on Twitter. Uh, he uh, was standing outside the house while she was inside, uh, I think, watching the UFC. And he was standing outside watching her from her pool, tweeting, oh. her, tweeting her from a second account saying, I'm going to kill the person with you, which, as it turned out, was Mandy Rose, mm -hmm. an obsessive stalker fan. Uh, very lucky she got out of there, and they're fine. And uh, have you heard anything new about this? My first question is, and I know you probably don't know yet because this is all so new, is she still on the docket for SummerSlam, as far as it's you know? She's still on the docket from SummerSlam based on what I heard Monday. Um, and that's just what I heard Monday. I think that will become a little bit more clear on Friday. Right. Uh, yeah, this is not – actually, I reached out to Sonya. I've talked to her a few times here and there and uh, b before this, and – she was able to react to my comment and all that stuff, but she seems like she's handling it okay, but this has to be a traumatic experience. It Absolutely. Has to be a scary For sure. Experience. I mean, quite frankly, I see some of the comments that Denise or Anna or even our mods like Jesse, Issa, Hannah, I see some of the stuff they get as females who like wrestling. Right. And it's it's psychotic psychotic the entitlement that some people have the things that some people think it's okay to say or do or insinuate yeah now magnify that by however many times she's got millions of followers on social media she is on network television i, I would say every week should be every week mm -hmm. but often on network television cable television pay-per-view wwe network total divas total like all that stuff this type of behavior is not okay. It is not okay. I, it's, it's, I mean, the thing is, what happened before that wasn't okay. The crazy tweeting. Yeah. The, the nonstop obsessions. Like, that stuff is not okay. These are people. They are humans. And if I see a one of you. A one of you say, oh, well, you know what? They got to deal with it because they're, they're public figures. No. Fuck off. They do not have to deal with that. They do not have to just take that. That is so stupid. Give these people their privacy. They don't owe you shit after that show ends. I mean, I, I something tells me that this guy's got some issues. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and that, sure. that, that plays a part in it. I mean, I look at it like when you put yourself out there in the public eye. No, you should not have to accept it and should not have to tolerate it. But depending on your level of notoriety, I think that you have to be prepared for it. You have and, to be prepared for it, but you don't yeah. have to be prepared for anybody 
being on your property. No, for sure, for sure. And 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 again, you shouldn't even have to prepare for somebody stalking out your flight manifests. Sure. You no, should, I agree. You should feel confident when you go to the airport that people aren't going to be like, oh yeah, well I know what flight they're on. That's creepy shit. Especially man. when you whisper it like that. Yeah. Well, that's that's how it ends. Sounded up. like you got experience. The way you did um, that. What knowing people's <laughs> flights? Well, uh, not not to not to make uh, make uh, fun of the situation because it's not a funny situation. I'm really glad that she's okay and Mandy Rose is okay, and I'm sure that they're still probably dealing with it. And uh, hopefully, this gentleman is kept behind bars or gets whatever help he needs. Because uh, I think we've seen enough situations where even if you get an injunction against them or if you get a restraining order, so long as they're on the streets, that might not be enough. So hopefully uh, he gets taken care of and she's okay. Yeah, my God. And, I mean, he was from where? Like South Carolina? Something like that, yeah. He would have had to have made that trip. Jesus, man. And we've seen it time and time again. And, you know, I, I respect Shane Helms and what he says where he was. I had posted, hey, don't follow these people at the airport either. He's like, ah, it didn't bother me. All due respect to Shane. He's also 5'11", 6 feet tall, 220-pound guy with amateur wrestling experience that could anybody that was there to get his autograph that tried some crazy shit, mm-hmm. he'd be able to dump them on their skull. No issue whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's not a luxury that a lot of people enjoy, and I'm sure he knows that. I'm sure he's he's seen crazy stuff. We've seen... Arn Anderson in his night clothes, somebody knocked on his door and was like, sign a belt. That's yes. too far. That's I too agree. Far. I agree. Yeah. I mean, so, I've, I've seen stuff with, uh, with uh, you know, accounts of women that are obsessed with the male wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I showed you one, a Dolph Ziggler obsessive fan a while back. Do you remember that? So they, you know, they exist, but uh, I agree when, when you are a female celebrity and people are tweeting you the things that he did before he showed up, there's definitely got to be cause for concern there. You can't just turn a blind eye to that. And Sonya Deville, that poor woman, may never feel safe in her own home again. It wouldn't shock me if she, if she moved. wouldn't surprise yeah. me. So, okay, let's go to uh, the latest Band-Aid, uh, the latest WWE Band-Aid. So it was confirmed this past Monday, August 17, by Buddy Dyer, the mayor of Orlando, that WWE is going to begin a two-month residency. It's almost like the Vegas stuff with like Elton John and Celine Dion now. They're calling them residencies Yeah. for uh, two months at the Amway Center in Orlando. They're starting with SmackDown this Friday, August 21st. They're going to be doing uh, Monday Raw Live, Friday SmackDown Live, pay-per-views live on Sundays. No fans are going to be permitted. Uh, it's an open-ended contract, so they can extend past the two months if they want to. Um, there's going to be additional safety and cleaning procedures like wearing masks, daily temperature checks, even though they don't do shit. I can't believe they haven't figured that out yet. Hand sanitization, physical distancing, and it said COVID testing, but they left that very vague in terms of the COVID testing. And John Alba from News 13 Orlando reports that WWE is paying $450,000 in rent for those two months, not to mention the production costs yeah. of, uh, of the craziness that they have built. Um, we'll have John Alba on our post SummerSlam show. Really? That's Sunday. interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I reached out to him because he has done some uh, incredible work on so much stuff since the COVID era really got started. And I mean, Florida's been the hub. Yes. Florida's been the hub for wrestling, and he has just knocked it out of the park. And he's he's gracious enough to do this show with us. Very cool. Well, going along with that news. 
Kevin Dunn did an interview with Sports Illustrated, and he talked about their plans for production. And, of course, this is where we heard about Thunderdome uh, that they're going to be doing. They're going to have drones flying in there. They're going to put a roof inside the venue, projecting content onto the roof. They're going to have almost 1,000 LED boards to showcase rows and rows of virtual fans, just like the NBA. They're going to pipe in crowd noise mixed in with these virtual fans uh, and then more, more details just came out. You could register for a virtual seat and Friday SmackDown show the hit capacity you on that. One? You get one? Oh, you, did you get one? I got 12, Sean. Did you? That, that would be something. That and you I'm going to put do. myself on all 12 just for fun. Yeah. But I know that you posted pictures on, uh, on Fightful Select, uh, and I saw a little video that you put on your Twitter today that showed kind of like a panoramic. What mm-hmm. else have you heard about uh, Thunderdome? And you know what's really funny about that name, by the way? I guarantee you that 20-somethings and 30-somethings, most of them, don't understand the Thunderdome reference. They think, oh, of course. They think, oh, that's a cool name, Thunderdome. De- Denise Denise didn't understand it, and I was like, Denise, you got to realize this was, one, a shitty gimmick 25, 30 years 30 ago. 30-some years ago. And then it was the, like a Mad Max thing. Like, yes. It, it's just something that Vince was like, ah, Thunderdome. Yes, I guarantee you Vincent Mann and Bruce Pritchard were both like, Thunderdome. You remember that? Mel Gibson, 84, whenever the hell it was. And yes. but but again, the a lot of 20 and 30 somethings today think it's a cool new name and concept. Don't realize that they ripped it off from the 80s, but somebody it is mentioned what it Titan is. Dome to me, and I was like, that sounds way better. It's not bad. To me, Titan Dome, and it's got the the element of all that. Uh reminder, guys, subscribe, fightfulselect.com. I got breaking news every day. FTF. Every day. And I had some up on this. I posted a bunch of pictures yesterday. Uh, so from what I've seen, they've got like these threaded poles, posts, like 16 of them that run from the ground up to the the lighting trusses. And I had some people say, well, why do they need those? Well, they couldn't ever have those before right. because they would have obstructed the view of the fans. Now right. they don't have to worry about that. From what I had been told, each seat is supposed to have like some sort of video board on it. Or something of that nature. That way, it's not just a flat board. Although they could, they could just as easily put seats superimposed in there. Uh, I told, I was told there's some sort of flooring that has like over 100, 150 lights on it. Um, I've been told that they are that people working on it are very happy with it. This was originally scaled for like stadium production, but without fans, they were able to scale it down and make it work in Amway. So right. I think it sounds pretty cool, at least. It does, but uh, so so the original thumbnail that I made for YouTube that we changed because of the Renee news, the original thumbnail, I put lipstick on a pig on it. And yes. Sean hit me up this morning, and he's, he's like, don't you think we should have something a little bit more descriptive? And I said, no. I'm going to yes. leave it like that because that's... I haven't heard... The last time I heard somebody say lipstick on a pig was around the time that Mel Gibson was in Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah. There you go. They almost go together. If you've never understood or heard the reference lipstick on a pig, what it means is you could take a, a, you know, muddy, ugly, dirty pig. You could put a dress on it. You could put makeup on it. You can dress it up, but it's still a pig. And I look at it like this. They can have LED screens. They can have virtual fans. They can have all kinds of lights and prettiness and drones and everything. But so long as the creative remains the same, so long as they're still not creating new stars, so long as they're still having distraction finishes every other match, so long as that doesn't change, the aesthetics are going to wear off. 
And it's going to be nothing more than lipstick on a pig. Do I think that we are going to see ratings increase because of this? Short term, yes, I do. I think that's. I think Friday's numbers are going to be better because of this. SummerSlam, maybe they'll you know do decent in subscribership because of this. Do I think two three months down the road, if creative doesn't change, the numbers that they get now potentially are going to remain? No. They're not. Also, I'm excited to see Kevin Dunn crash a drone into Drew McIntyre trying to get a zoom shot. Uh, <laughs> that, that would actually be... be funny. You know, they could do that as an angle, and then yes. they they show Randy Orton with the remote. No, Retribution's <laughs> got to have the remote. Retribution's got to have the remote. Retribution yeah. brings in their drones. Right. Oh, man. Could I mean, short, short term, I mean, Vince McMahon was very honest on the earnings call. In his mind, he truly believes that ratings have dropped because they don't have the live fan experience. That's what he believes. And in his mind, he believes that if they can get some kind of live fan interaction, again, the numbers are going to go back up. It's not the truth. But it's what he believes. And so, again, in the, in the short term, they will probably pop a rating. In the long term, they won't unless creative changes. So well, I applaud them for trying. And quite frankly, I think they should get NXT the hell out of that dimly lit place they're in. That's a depressing watch, man. Just how dark and dreary it is there. Yeah. Oh, man. But they're not going there, as we reported on FightfulSelect.com this week. Triple H confirmed that today. He confirmed an upcoming draft today, which... We reported on FightfulSelect.com. You all should probably just subscribe, <laughs> do that. But you all should also donate some Super Chats right now. Uh, any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. We're, we're a little light on those today, guys. So if, if you're not doing that, go buy one of those Dong Lord shirts over at Shop.Fightful.com so Jimmy will stay off my ass about it. While supplies last. While supplies yeah, last, you better get it. One other thing I want to point out here is... Um, when they were at the PC, they reported record profits. Their costs were dramatically lower than they normally would be because everybody just kind of stayed at the PC. They own the venue. They don't have to pay these kind of rental fees. If they don't see the results they're looking for here, and not only are they paying four hundred fifty grand in rent for two months, the production of the Thunderdome is not free. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're they're probably into the seven figures. You know, at the end of the day, and that's basically just pure cost. Uh, pure expense because if they don't see the numbers bump that they're expecting, they're basically just going to take it, you know, on the EBITDA when it comes to the next yeah. uh, earnings call. So we'll see what happens, man. What, what kind of a hit do you think they're taking on their EBITDA with cereal, Jimmy? No idea think, where this is going. Do, do you think that they're eating lots of cereal and catering, perhaps maybe more than they should? Maybe. Well, if they were using magicspoon.com, they wouldn't be. Okay. Jimmy. Jimmy. Because yep. Magic Spoon will get you filled up a lot better than those other cereals. It's got zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carb in each serving. It's not going to sit there and leave you unfulfilled like other cereals that don't have that. I'll fill up a bowl, then I'll go have another bowl. Jimmy, do you ever just eat cereal anymore? On occasion, uh, my kids like Special K. I'll have a bowl with them sometimes. Yeah, well, Special K can piss off. How about that? <laughs> because Magic Spoon has a great variety box with four <laughs> flavors. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. I love them all. It tastes amazing. It's too good to be true. I always try to cut down on carbs, sugar, and unhealthy food. And I love my cereal, but like I said, it gets a little bit out of hand. It never fills me up. 
Magic Spoon does that. One serving fills me up. One box of Magic Spoon lasts me way longer than two or three boxes of regular cereal. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And if you go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful, you can grab a variety pack and try it today. Use our promo code Fightful at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it is backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any question or for any reason, refund their money or they'll refund your money. Damn, you don't want them to refund. You know what I'm saying? Basically, you'll get your money back. I'll wonder what the hell's wrong with you. I'll I'll say, why do you send back that delicious cereal? But they won't hassle you. See, I got I got worked up even thinking about the idea of you all sending this cereal back because it's not a good idea. It's delicious. Magicspoon.com. Use that code Fightful. Hit them up at Eat Magic Spoon on Twitter and let them know you heard about them from us. Very nice. So if you were a longtime viewer of this, or even a, a recent viewer, you might know that I am creating a charity called Grappling with Grief. Uh, and this Thursday, which I guess is tomorrow, August 20, uh, the latest piece of content is going up on our YouTube. The YouTube channel is youtube.com slash grapgrief. And what we what the point of grappling with grief is, is to tell people stories, tell people stories of how they cope with grief, how they overcame it and how they were able to channel it into something positive. And the person who's going to be featured in the story this week is none other than our own Sean Ross Sapp. Uh, We tell the story about his friend Cheyenne Scott, uh, who passed away from cancer and how Sean uh, grew out his hair in order to donate it to Wigs for Kids charity. Here is a little clip of the interview that's going to be going up tomorrow, August 20, on the Grappling with Grief YouTube. Awesome. So the time came to, uh, to do the haircut, and Sean and I, like I mentioned, we were you know, throwing around ideas. What can we do to bring attention to this so that we can promote the cause? And, and not just promote the charity, promote, but promote Sean's initiative too. The first idea that we had was to reach out to a wrestler by the name of Brutus the Barber Beefcake, uh, an old school wrestler from the 1980s, because his character was that he was a barber and that whenever he defeated his opponent, he would cut their hair. So I reached out to Brutus Beefcake's wife and she was very gracious. She was very accommodating. She said, absolutely, we will do it. She said, you don't have to pay him anything for, you know, like an appearance fee, just buy his dinner afterwards. And we were going to go with that. That surprised me. That surprised me because, quite frankly, they have like wrestling conventions and stuff. And I avoided to go going to one in Baltimore last year because it had a lot of old time wrestlers that we in wrestling call carnies. It's the carnival aspect of it where they'll be like, hey, brother, brother, give me $20 if you want an interview type of thing. I thought we were going to get carnied, but I, I got to say I was surprised, very pleasantly surprised by that. Um, that, that made me very happy to hear how, how willing and accepting they were. Yeah, she was very cool about it. But then uh, fate kind of took us in a different direction. So there was a brand new wrestling company at that time called AEW All Elite Wrestling. Uh, and they launched a weekly national television show live every Wednesday on TNT in the U.S., uh, on TSN in Canada. They had a group at that time, uh, you know, an act, and yeah. basically what that act would do is they would defeat their opponent in the ring, they would cut a lock of their hair, and they would keep it as a trophy. And I saw that, and Sean and I talked about that, and we said, 
this could be a better idea just because it's more timely. You know, no, yeah. no, nothing, no disrespect to Brutus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply beefcake but this None. was this was just a, a timely fresh new group and so uh i sent a tweet on december 20 of uh, 2019 i sent a tweet to brandy rhodes brandy rhodes is the chief brand officer of aew but it just so happened that she was also involved on television with that group yeah. uh, called the nightmare collective that was the name of the act so i sent a tweet to her and within an hour brandy rhodes got back to me on twitter and basically said, absolutely, we'll do it. She said it in character, so, so to speak, because uh, her character at the time was a bad guy. But she said, absolutely, we'll do it. She said, uh, let's set it up. So from there, Sean and I, we arranged, I think it was Cleveland, Ohio, Sean? Oh, boy. So it was. There, there's a lot more to it than that. So, I mean, the, the timely aspect, and I'm not even talking about the Nightmare Collective. you got to remember with the Brutus thing, we were paying attention to his website to see where he might be near me geographically that we could realistically do this when we had thought that we were going to go with brutus we said well i'm going to be in wrestlemania for tampa i had a show that week and i was going to do interviews well it was like well we might as well just wait until tampa wrestlemania week as it turns out jimmy there was no tampa wrestlemania week no that was april of 2020 so by then covid19 hit and uh wiped yeah. out wrestlemania yeah and, and little did we know that in december 2019 that had we planned this for april 2020 the haircut would not have happened like that That's right whatsoever uh not nothing happened and uh so that's originally the idea that was being thrown around for aew once again that interview is going to be released tomorrow on our youtube channel youtube.com slash grief so check it out uh, quite the interesting story, man, and the way it worked out and AEW's involvement, and it was good. It really worked out. It drove awareness to your charity and to your initiative, and it was good. Yeah, one of the things I'm uh, most proud of since starting Fightful, I was very happy about that, and we were able to get other people to donate their hair as well, and that made me, that, that was just so awesome to me. Awesome. Well, this next thing, I was debating whether I was going to talk about this on the podcast or not. Because I don't like to drive publicity to any person or outlet unnecessarily. The reason I'm, the reason I'm going to talk about it is because it got a much bigger social media reception than I expected, and that's why get me buried Jimmy. You I do don't this, care. I don't care. All the time you're like, oh, don't talk about honors. Don't talk about honors. <laughs> then then you get on here and you're like, well, I'm I'm not the journalist here. I'm, I'm not, not the journalist. Either. Yeah, I'm not either, Jimmy. Because do you know how many times in my mentions I get people calling me a so-called journalist? 
Do you? Uh, oh, that yeah. Doesn't, I mean, it's like I told Denise the other day. You can't, uh, you can't please everybody. So yeah. especially as your notoriety grows, you can't. You just have to accept that you can't. Well, on August 16, uh, Bleacher Report's wrestling section called BR Wrestling, they posted this photo on their Twitter account, put up the photo. This was from Bleacher Report. It said, report, quote, virtually everybody in WWE has contacted AEW except Roman Reigns. And then in the fine print there, it says via Dave Meltzer. So when that came up, um, we've t- I've talked about this before. I have a lot of respect for Dave Meltzer. He's a pioneer in wrestling journalism. A lot of people seem to really not like him. Uh, I have a lot of respect for him, but. When you are in a position like he is, where everybody trusts what you say and our other outlets are going to report things based on what you say, I think that that means that you have a certain responsibility. And so when you say things like that, and I realize he said it on a podcast and it wasn't something that he thought it had, he just kind of said it, you you need to have a certain responsibility knowing how it's going to be received. So when that came out, I posted on Twitter and I said that this is embarrassing uh, because of the fact that other outlets are going to pick it up just like BR Wrestling. Now, the first thing that we should probably point out is that uh, Bleacher Report is in bed with AEW to a degree. They live streamed their pay-per-views. And so, obviously, they have incentives. They're owned by Warner Media. Oh, I didn't even know that, but there you go. But, yeah. I, but I, I knew that they live streamed their pay-per-views. And so, obviously, they have an incentive to want to post a graphic like that and to want to spotlight news like that. So that's the first thing that we should say. But... The other thing that I want to say is, so there were some pro-AEW people, and Sean, you know that depending on the story, there's pro-AEW people that defend it, there's pro-WWE people that defend it, and those are waters that you just have to learn to navigate. There were pro-AEW people that came out and said, this is embarrassing at all. If you're a pro-athlete, you should reach out to the competition and try to maximize your money. The thing is, that was not the context of the conversation. If you actually listen to the podcast, that was not the context of the conversation. They were talking about people being unhappy in WWE. They were talking about shit creative. They were talking about, I think it was a Q&A question, and the question was, who do you think is going to go to AEW within the next 12 months? And they specifically asked about Roman Reigns and Ricochet, and that was the basis of the conversation. Now, the quote uh, that, that came from Meltzer that I want to read was, Virtually everybody in WWE, including guys who have claimed different at one point or another, have called up people in AEW trying to see what they can get or have had interest. But Roman Reigns, and there's a couple of others, but Roman Reigns was basically of the top guys. He was the only one who never even inquired. Now, you and I know for a fact that that's not true. And there are certain wrestlers in WWE that have spoken to us who have indicated that's bullshit. Uh, and so I just kind of want to point out, you know, I'm really big in trying to debunk in bullshit journalism. And again, with, with I, some, I should say with some context, one said, well, it depends if, if they mean f- to figure out what I can do, like you said, leveraging right. or anything like that, then right. no, I haven't. If it's to talk to my friends in just a normal context, then yes, I have, they said, but the first two people who are very, very high up in the company both said no. And right. said that they know plenty of other people that that said that too. But it's one of those things. It's like, how can you prove it one way or another? Because somebody can always say, "Oh, well, of course they don't want to tell you that." Yeah, you're right. You're right. But again, I think you got to make sure that it's, that you know this is discussed in context. And, sure. and again, for all the pro AEW people that have said, "Well, pro athletes should try to leverage themselves to get the the best money they can," that was not the context of the point. Because, again, the point was, who do you think in the next 12 months is going to go to AEW? And Roman Reigns and Ricochet were the two of the names they mentioned. 
And so I think it's irresponsible to suggest that virtually everybody in the company, aside from Roman Reigns, has expressed interest in going there. It's one thing if, say, you're Randy Orton and you know you want to stay in WWE, but you want to maximize your money. That's different. But in order, yeah. but if, but for somebody to suggest that everybody in the company is looking to get out, essentially, uh, or, is, or is inquired about a spot, I, just, I, I know that's, re- that's just a ridiculous thing to say, yeah. especially when you've got hundreds of people on your roster. And so that's why I just kind of wanted to call it out. I like to, whenever I hear something that I think is ridiculous, I, I like to call it out and I like to, you know, fact check, Sean. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's, that's what I did when I heard the story. I reached out to many people and I, I physically showed you uh, that, well, what I knew about this. I was like, we're not running with this. This is why. Yep. Basically, I, I, basically Triple H, Brock Lesnar, and Vince McMahon told Sean... Yes. Told yes. Sean in a text message how it was. So uh-huh. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Uh, SummerSlam is this weekend. Is there, is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to? No, not really. Nothing? Like, you don't want to see how Dominic does? I'm curious, man. I mean, I'm curious. I'm not looking forward to it. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, over the course of three or four weeks, there's UFC 252, UFC events every weekend, which I cover much less now, but still. Uh, AEW All Out, NXT Takeover, Payback, and SummerSlam. So I'm just like, how much will any of this matter? Yeah. How much will? How many of these matches are? Am I going to see se- one night later, five nights later, seven nights later on Raw, SmackDown, Payback? I'm I looking forward to Sasha and Asuka. I'm looking forward to Mandy and Sonya. Yeah, and that's really it. I've seen Apollo MVP a hundred times. Yeah, I've seen this Strowman Wyatt feud going, and I don't care. I've seen Street Profits on Angel Garza and Andrade to the point where I don't care. Yeah, just where I am. I agree with you on all of that, and and uh, you know one thing from Raw on Monday, and I think I posted this on Twitter too, because we know that this man books week by week. You know, we know that, and, and that there's no long-term planning. Mm-hmm. If Zelina Vega was going to poison Montez Ford, wouldn't she wait until they're actually having a tag team title match to do it instead of doing it before a meaningless singles match? You know what I'm saying? But I again— not make sense of any of this. No, but Why again, it's— she in jail? Well, I mean, you could say that for a lot of things in the company, but yeah. And, and so why aren't they in jail? Make yeah. sense of it. Making sense should be the benchmark. And my thing on Monday was like, okay, well then say— that's how they get their their title. That how they get their match is Montez and Angelo are like, you give us our match or we're pressing charges type of thing. Right, right. Ugh, yeah, man. no, you're right. You're right. I mean, I I I am curious to see what Dominic can do, but again, it's the street fight stipulation, and so he can be protected because of that. He could just do punches and use weapons and stuff like that. Sure, I think I, it'll be fun. I think I think it will good. be. I want to see how it does. I I had questioned, you know, what kind of gear is he going to wear, and somebody on Twitter said to me, "Well, it's a street fight, so probably a t-shirt and jeans." And I thought, "You're right." You know, I, yeah. I forgot about the street fight stipulation, yeah. but uh, I am curious to see that. Now I know that there were some people that were upset about the fact that Oscar's getting two title matches. Uh, and the message was, why can't they have Bianca Belair or Lacey Evans or Rhea Ripley or somebody else in that spot? Shayna Baszler. Or yeah. Shayna Baszler. But I look at it like I do think it makes for a good story. The fact yeah, that— I'm, I'm a, I care about the story. Yes, and I agree. And, and, and uh, uh, Sasha and Bailey have kind of been bullying Asuka, uh, and they screwed her, screwed her out of the Raw women's title. 
And so it makes sense that Asuka got the title shot, got the Battle Royal win, got the other title shot as her way of trying to, to you know, get back at them. It, it tells a good story, even though I understand give somebody else a spot. It does tell a good story. I, I agree. And uh, we're about to tell some stories with these super chats. Reminder, guys, donate one. You get your question or statement read on the air here at YouTube.com slash Fightful. If you haven't, subscribe. I know that 45% of you are not subscribed. We have analytics that prove it. So subscribe. Dante V says camera cuts are going to be wild with the drones. I think it's time for them to simplify it, Jimmy. You know Scorpio Sky's entrance in AEW? Yes. They use a drone for that, right? Uh, you know what? I'd have to see it right in front of me. When he's looking up to the sky and then it I, zooms in on him? Yeah, I tune out a lot of uh, entrances at this point. Okay, well, the point I, I'm making is they did simplify it in that case. There's no cuts. It's just yeah. just going to – and it looks cool the way they do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there is things they can do, but you're right. They have to just not do all that Kevin Dunn bullshit. Dante V says, just, saw, just bought my Dong Lord shirt. Shout out to the mailman who fucks that's going to drop it off. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, represent your, your postal system well, their postal service well. They need you. The Dallas Fan 1982 says, what can WWE do on SummerSlam that would shock you? Uh, have Cody Rhodes do a run-in uh, to, uh, to cause Drew McIntyre the, the title. That... Nothing. Nothing. I, I think if legitimately what they could do to shock me is bring some finality to a bunch of these stories. If I don't see street profits versus Garza and Andrade on Monday or next Sunday again as well, I would be shocked. Yeah. That's a, that's about it. You're right. That's about it. Yeah. Jobber JJ four, nine, six, Oli Davis, number one fan TM, who is a big supporter of the FTF movement and hates wrestle talk says previous drafts haven't included NXT. Does this draft include NXT? Is Sean a man of the people? Favorite jobbers. Uh, Barry Horowitz is my favorite jobber. I was trying to work him in a match in April. I'll tell the story about that following through eventually. As far as the draft, Triple H confirmed to me, a FightfulSelect.com report, that a draft will happen this year, and he says that there will be some NXT involvement in that because my question, Jimmy, was you've talked about how Raw and SmackDown are able to kind of pick who they want. Now you're on cable TV in primetime. How mm-hmm. will that change things? So, yeah, it appears that they will. And Jobber JJ Fortnite, you, you know, you know the stuff. <laughs> Leader of the FTF movement besides me. says, never see it coming, coming like Otis cashing in his briefcase. Do you think we could see him cash in Sunday? <sighs> I mean, it would be at least interesting because uh, no one gives a shit about Braun Strowman and The Fiend. So uh, I don't know. They they they've really they've really put him on the back burner. Yeah. You know. I mean, he was so hot coming out of Money in the Bank, and and the, and the storyline with Mandy was so hot, and they just really cooled it off. So yeah. I don't know, man. You Frankie know? Aguilera says the new draft a shakeup or a draft draft. Triple H used the term draft, but that has not been determined as of yet. Evan Wright says, Jimmy, I apologized for my reply to you of, of course they're going to max their money and get leverage. You're 100% right about context. Context is important. Yeah, 100%. Evan, Evan Wright says they have overhead cameras now on AEW. They should. They should. Make it look as pretty as possible without overcomplicating things. K2KYD says, FTF stopped watching WWE, but I'm invested 
in the Wrestle Talk live reaction just so I can support Sean in FTF. Well, hey, leave us a nice little thumbs up and subscribe here, too. Little thumbs up party <laughs> here. How about that? Frankie Aguilera says, Hey, JV, I asked you about supply side economics in Bernie's M4A plan last time. LOL, I'd love a one time business Q&A for you on Select. Well, let me tell you, somebody else will host that besides me. Really? But, yeah. Jimmy, You're not too I bad. Got, you can I lob me a few. I got shit to do. No offense. I can't be just reciting questions to you that other people could recite to you. Uh, all right. It's like you don't get paid or something. I don't know. Yeah, I know, but I get paid to do this wrestling stuff. And, I mean, come on. You know who could do that? Who's that? Melissa, she should show up to work for once. <laughs> Dizzy C says, which wrestlers do you think have benefited the most from quarantine and suffered the most? Well, Bailey has uh, benefited the most. She can hear Michael Cole. She's great improvising. She turned it into, into almost a storyline. Uh, she has benefited greatly. Uh, now, ain't suffered. Yeah, and, well, yeah, and, you know, I, it's funny because you could look at AEW and say Orange Cassidy and Sammy Guevara, but they might have benefited regardless. Because yeah. just because they've they they've you know been breakout stars of the year, so I think whether fans were in the building or not, it would have been the same outcome for them. Bailey, I think it's definitely benefited for sure. Christopher Jazzcat says thoughts on the New Japan Cup so far. FTF. Um, it depends on what you mean. The the U.S. one because that's the one I've been I've been watching. I'm gonna binge watch a bunch of New Japan Japan content. But I like the shorter episodes of New Japan USA and New Japan Strong, uh, and. I mean, they're, they're feeding me those interviews. I appreciate that. Lots of stuff. I got a Tama Tonga interview. I got a David Finley interview tomorrow. I got Tonga Loa next week. Lots of good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like that New Japan is making making stuff matter. And it's just not like, oh, okay, well, there you go. I, I have not caught up on New Japan Cup uh, so far. But, you know, based on... on how everything uh, else has, has unfolded. Yeah, sure. All right, is that it for the Super Chats? Yes, for right now. All right, for the first time in months, I get to say, Camillo, let's oh. go to Stupid People. Stupid People is what this segment's called. You might wonder why we do it. It's not about wrestling at all. Used to be WWE's weekly usage of stupid nicknames, which we did hoping they'd stop giving wrestlers lame names. But it didn't work, so we gave up. In the new segment, we came up with this stupid people. Stupid people, stupid people. Duh. I missed that intro, man. I did. If we ever go back on lockdown again, Sean, I think I'm going to need you to kind of produce and pull that stuff in. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I guess. Miss it. It makes the show better. All right. This first one was reported by NBC 25 News out of Peoria, Illinois on August 10. So get this. Police are on the lookout for a teenager who allegedly robbed two people at gunpoint at their place of business and ran off with their cash box. All right. Uh, yeah. Now, this kind of thing kind of happens, you know, fairly frequently, unfortunately, depending on where you're located. What makes this particular story a stupid people news story? Somebody's dick fell off. <laughs> so the two people that were robbed were a pair of 13 year olds. Their place of business was their lemonade stand and their cash box contained 30 bucks. Oh, man. 
The guy robbed two teenagers at their lemonade stand at gunpoint. Well, I mean, I watched somebody get jacked at crowbar point. I mean, I mean, like robbed, not like beat off. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was going to be another blue chew segue all of a sudden. <laughs> if you want to get jacked at whatever the hell you just said, something point, crowbar point, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This next one was sent in by Joel Pearl and reported by BlogTO on August 14. Kudos to the city of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've been really good about COVID. The numbers have been really consistent. Uh, however, early in the month here of August, the city of Toronto warned that 550 people were potentially exposed to COVID-19. Uh, how were they potentially exposed? Mm, they shared a cigarillo <laughs> by visiting a famous local strip club called the Brass Rail. You're not oh. gonna, you're not gonna have a lot of social distancing at the is Brass disco Rail. Dis, is Disco Inferno there? Well, it's possible. It's possible. Someone tested positive. Uh, they said, "If you've been exposed, check out the COVID nineteen self assessment tool on the Ontario Ministry of Health website." But it's also been like two weeks, so. Uh, things are probably okay now for them, but oh, that's what happened. Hit me, hit me with the SRS file. Uh, this is not SRS file what? because it was just too good, and I, I had to put it in. I got media for it, and the it was week too that good. I asked for one. In kind of technically, Brass Rail sort of was the SRS file, sort of. Go ahead, Jimmy. Reported by HeightBeast.com in August 18. There's a menswear designer, and I know you're into men's fashion, Sean. There's yeah, a menswear designer. His name is uh, Herrick Rishnan. His brand is called Hari, and he has released a new menswear item through an e-com platform called the Apoc Store. Do you have any idea what the menswear item is that uh, has been released? No. What is it? Inflatable trousers. We got a picture. I don't think Sean can see. Can you see Sean? Yeah, I can see them. Um... Inflatable trousers. We have another picture of another pair. Put it up. Oh. Look at that. You know what? <laughs> how is that Here's real? How is that real? I'll tell you how it's real, Jimmy. They <laughs> took Blue Chew from BlueChew.com. If you want to inflate your trousers, check out our friends at Blue Chew. Blue Chew brings you the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they get those pants real big. <laughs> You're going to walk right in. You're going to have lasers shooting out. Of, I don't know where, but you're going to say, lasers. welcome to Thunderdome. <laughs> you're going to have Kevin Dunn flying a goddamn drone across your bedroom doing zooms, cuts, camera cut, zoom, shake, zoom, because the action is going to be fast paced, but you're going to last. Don't worry. You're in for a three hour sitting, if you know what I'm saying. It's not for people with a problem necessarily. It's for that performance. It has the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it's a chewable, so it gets into your system a lot quicker. It's ready whenever you are. It's prescribed online by Blue Chew affiliated physicians, so you don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. The mailman brings it to you discreetly, and we respect the mailman for all the shit 
they're going through these days. So, mailmen across the world, get yourself some blue chew. Blow off some of that steam and a little bit of something else if you know what I'm saying. Just pay $5 shipping, and when you go to bluechew.com, code Fightful, you get that first shipment free. Hot diggity dog. Hit them up at Blue Chew. Let them know you heard about them from us. Doubled up on those ads today. You're welcome, beautiful people. We got some super chats. Podcast Twiz says, what should WWE do with Alexa Bliss? Uh, not what they're doing now. You know, one of the problems, do you remember when AEW used to further storylines from BTE? Yes. And I would talk about how stupid that was because you can't assume that the people watching Dynamite watched BTE. Yes, of course. WWE is doing a storyline based on, a, a, on an angle from a Facebook show that nobody watched two years ago. That's kind of the first problem. They're assuming that people are aware that Braun Strowman and Alexa have a little thing on Mixed Match Challenge when nobody does. So it's trash. Yeah, I don't like it. And it's uh, it's like one of those things, oh, well, you say you want to be rewarded for watching the product, huh? Well, not when it sucks. Mm. Come on. Come on. Daniel O'Farrell says, predictions for tonight's NXT ratings with no AEW, I'm going to say 700,000 viewers. They'll do better. Uh, okay. so, so I think it was two weeks ago. Maybe you can look it up quick, Sean. I think it was two weeks ago. NXT did about 700,000, and that was with Dynamite uh, opposing them. So because Dynamite is not on tonight, now they're, they're not going to do a million, and if anybody thinks that they're going to do a million, they're not because a lot of those viewers jump back and forth. They'll do better than seven. I'm going to say 775 to 800. Well, they last hit that number around July 1st, but they hit 619 last week, 750 the week before. Right, so. right. That's why I think they'll do better, because they did that number with competition. So Almanac says, imagine a post-Quizzlemania wrestle talk with the slogan, follow that fightful, hashtag FTF. Let me tell you, it's going to mean something a lot different than that. James Stewart says, I used to be Team JTJ, but my seizures suffered or started happening again, so FTF for life. Yeah, reminder, guys, uh, I'll, I think I'll be popping in on that live stream on Sunday that they're doing, and we're going to get them to change their entire website slogan to FTF because it's important. Christopher Jazzcat said, what would you like AEW do, to do with Eddie Kingston? I don't have a firm grasp on that right now, Jimmy. I don't know what they can or will or might do with him. But uh, they're, I think they're picking up too many guys. Yeah. Uh, like uh, until they launch a second show. And, and this is no disrespect to Eddie Kingston. It's no disrespect to uh, Ricky Stark. It's no disrespect to any of these guys that kind of were given tri essentially television tryouts, uh, getting matches with Cody, and then they signed them. They're signing guys without a plan. And I, I know uh, Tony Khan had said uh, that when Ricky Stark was wrestling Cody, he already. Starks, I'm sorry. He said when he was wrestling Cody, he already had a plan for him or something, but clearly he did not because mm -hmm. he's doing nothing. He's going to do dark this week. So they got to start signing uh, all these guys until they have that second show launched. So to answer your question, I don't think they know. And publicly they'll say they do. I don't think they do. Wouldn't hate to see Kingston kind of reform LAX under a different name with Ortiz, Santana, Diamante, Ivelisse. Yeah, you know what? That's not bad. Yeah, Evan Wright says... Shane's equivalent to Vince's such good shit, pal, is that was sick, pal. I saw that. 
<laughs> I know. I love it. What else you got, Jimmy? Uh, well, one more thing, but uh, let me say first that if you go to FIFOSelect.com after this, we're going to do The List Goes On. We are going to talk about Velveteen Dream. We are going to talk about Bill Goldberg, Sean's favorite. We're going to talk about uh, Rusev. That's an interesting one. We're going to talk some Ring of Honor uh, and, and some more stuff. So go to uh, The List Goes On, FIFOSelect.com after this. Last thing I wanted to ask your thoughts on is this. So you know that Shawn Michaels, when he was an active wrestler... One of the things that he was notorious for was that he would oversell if he didn't like the guy that he was in the ring with. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the, the famous match uh, SummerSlam with Hulk Hogan, he takes the big boot and he flopped around for two minutes like a fish uh, because he didn't like Hogan. This week on Raw, Shawn Michaels' sell job on that punch, Sean, for a great, phenomenal... Some people say that yes. Shawn Michaels is the best in-ring wrestler ever. Some say he's the best in-ring wrestler ever. For Shawn Michaels to take the punt, the move that has knocked everybody out cold, the move that guys have supposedly been stretched out for taking, and within 20 seconds he's sitting in the corner reaching for the top rope to pull himself up, I watched that thinking, what the hell was that? Should have sold dad. What was that? Why did he do that? That's weird, and it was taped. And it was so taped, right. They, they could have gotten around that. I thought that was weird i would Jimmy. love to know so did you notice when they were going off the air randy was back in the ring because he had dropped drew right and he's back mm -hmm. in the ring and he's he's gazing at sean in the corner i'd like to know if they went off the air and if randy orton was like what the fuck was that i don't know, you know what i mean i don't know i can try to find out if there was like any heat or anything like that but that was that weird. was embarrassing that was embarrassing should have sold, sold flat should have sold dead yes far be it for me to tell sean michaels how to sell but well, like, it made me up a SummerSlam match. You're right, but it, that's why it made me think about his reputation. Yeah, and and it made me wonder. I wonder if he's got a problem with Randy Orton. Fair, yeah, you know that's understandable. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to know about that. But that's all I got for you, man. The list goes and, on FightfulSelect.com. So, uh, he, I got some somebody actually just who was watching the show sent me some information about this, Jimmy. Okay, they only did one take on that Sean Randy spot. And it seems like Randy actually caught him, so Sean might have been dazed. No way. That that's that's rumor. That is not a report. Right, right. Not a report. Don't aggregate it. Yeah. I have not confirmed it, but this person has given me nothing but perfect news in the past. I mean, if that's the case, then he's forgiven because then he didn't know what the hell he was doing. If that's the yeah. case. Okay. Yeah. FightfulSelect.com, but leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. We have predictions up. My Tomatonga interview is up. David Finley interview up is up tomorrow. I had a great conversation with him. I said, hey, do you think your dad could still go? And he says, hell yes, he could. I'm uh, very excited for you guys to see that. Until next time, we're out. Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcast, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.